0: Good morning Spirit of Prophecy Church welcome to the house of the Lord Sunday what's the date today the 5th the 10th October 10th 2021 hello online people welcome let's pray father in heaven I thank you for this day that we can come in and be joined to one another as the body of Christ and be trained and equipped with the five-fold ministry Lord Training and equipping the saints. I ask you to anoint me, bless this talk, let it be simple so people can receive it and begin to function in the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Week two of what town does your giant live in? So we don't technically have giants today, but the spiritual picture of giants. And uh, Michelle, if you'll go to the next slide, I think it's 45. Week two of what town does your giant live in? So think of these as spirits in opposition to your Christian life. One of the giants in the Bible was Goliath. The little shepherd boy took him out with a rock. A big rock, like a grapefruit. Yeah, anytime you're ready. Okay, stay tuned for our station identification. <laughs> Technology is great when it works. I'm in Nevada, Texas of 600 people, if you can find them. And I'm on a satellite, internet satellite, and it is slow. And I'm waiting for Starlink to come available over Nevada, Texas so I can get the super fast speed. Here we go. Okay, so. Uh, we're just going to, this is a review, Joshua 11, 22. There was none of the Anakims, those were giants, left in the land of the children of Israel, only in Gath, only in Gaza, in Gath, and Ashdod there remained. Now, the story is, the Lord said, you know, come out of Egypt, they went out from Pharaoh, they went in to the promised land, they crossed the Jordan River, there were giants there, they were supposed to conquer those, wipe them out, man, woman, child, animals, take their cities, and inhabit it, that was their promised land, but they had opposition, they killed a few of the giants, but they did not kill them all, and this is the rest of the story, and that was against God's will, God's word, and there was severe consequences for not wiping out the spirits, and I believe we go to slide 60, next. Yes, Mrs. Young. One point for SUNY. She says that's a picture of deliverance. It sure is. Coffee is good. Coffee and donuts, they're good. I can have coffee, but no donuts. Moving right along. So, um, Goliath, he was uh, from Gath. Uh they were called, in the Bible, uncircumcised Philistines. And uh, here we go. Here we go. Is that slide 60? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. So, so uh, there were five Philistines. If you'll look back at last week's teaching, there was five Philistines. This is a fourth city. Or five, we don't know who the names of the Philistines were, but we know the cities they were from. This is a fourth city. If you look at the spiritual implications of gath, what gath means is intoxication and treading out grapes, which in Spirit of Prophecy Church we call that day of the Lord, wine press, wine press or pressure. So think about your Christian walk. Do we see Christians, and of course we see non-Christians, but do we see Christians that are intoxicated? Of course we do. Uh, We grew up Baptist, so we do not drink any alcohol whatsoever, except maybe if you have a little cough syrup. I think it's about half alcohol, but I don't even take that. Treading out the grapes, um, that's just... Strife and struggle in our lives and we do have You know, it's called life. We have problems problems to overcome and I am a handyman in my day job and I tell a lot of people I get paid to solve problems and we as Christians have to solve problems because they come at us uh, spirit problems And it's I just call it life and pressure uh, if you relate this to a spirit a uh, I mean, all these spirits are family together. They can produce pressure, but particularly a spirit of constrictor. If you think about the picture of the natural and then think about it in the spirit realm, so a constrictor will circle the animal and cut off its air and it will strangle it. So these great big pythons will strangle a small alligator if you can believe that a snake can actually kill an alligator i'm talking about like a five foot alligator which is probably not even an adolescent but that's a pretty i wouldn't want to have to uh, wrestle a five foot alligator but a big python can take those guys out they can strangle antelopes and so if you think of the natural you'll see how this operates in the spirit so headaches and pressure migraines People can't breathe properly, or they, and especially these spirits will go up the backbone. So we're not getting into all this deliverance stuff today, but this is a picture of what gaff means. Here's an here's a invisible giant that is operating. Uh, here's intoxication. It doesn't have to just be alcohol, right? It could be prescription meds. And a lot of, I mean, look at the Internet. The doctors, they get hooked on this stuff. Um, athletes, a lot of famous guitar players. Uh, who was Prince? He died. I mean, all these guys. Elvis, he left the building. He left <laughs> planet Earth. Probably not where he wants to be now, but uh, they're, they're on meds, uh, prescription, and uh, illegal. Psychedelic. Ekron is the fifth city. It means to eradicate, that means to wipe you out. And believe me, that's what these spirits want to do. Steal, kill, and destroy. If they could, we'd all be dead already. But Satan is on a short leash. Even Job, he had to get permission. So if there's an open door, they have a legal right to come and hit us. Uh, We got to keep the door closed. And you do that by reading your word and obeying the word. You have to do the word. And there's consequences for not doing the word. And that's how the door gets opened. And then these spirits start to operate. They pluck you up by the roots. So we have five raised beds at the house and when we get a weed, we just like we pull it out by the roots. We eradicate it. And that's what Satan wants to do with us. Now we gotta put our roots down and be planted. But if we're not planted good, the parable of the soils, they pull you out. The sun hits you, you melt. I'm melting. I'm melting. We don't want to melt. Okay, exterminate. That's what we do. We had, um, we keep, uh, what, 50 pounds of dog food in the laundry room in a, what was it in? A tin can. Okay, a tin, tin SUNY says a tin can. It was a metal garbage can. Anyway, the ants, they must have smelled it, and so we had to exterminate some ants. Now the dog food's outside in the plastic. It's a pool bucket pool bucket. So we exterminated the ants, and that's what these spirits want to do. So Ekron is a picture of extermination. Now let's change gears here. Look at Exodus 34 11. Israel warned of the idolatry of Canaan. You're saying, Pastor Lou, I, I don't have idols. I don't worship false gods. Well, let's check out to be sure. Verse 11, observe thou that which I command thee this day. Behold, I drive out before thee the Amorite. Now, these are all the ites. This is God speaking. You know, when he said, go across the Jordan and wipe out your enemies, he wanted them to go as a natural act. But spiritually, he's going to do the war, right? Our God is a God of war. My arm will fight for you. He's always saying, remember I brought you out of Egypt with a strong right arm? So God was the one that delivered him. But they were still supposed to go. You know, they, 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 have, they have their part. You have the super, you have the natural. It works together like a marriage covenant. So uh, God says, behold, I drive out before thee, the Amorite. Now think of these as spirits. The Amorite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Prezite and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. And the bites And the Budlites. No, don't do the Budlites. Okay, so back to Judges 3, if you remember that. It says, Take heed to thyself. or It's saying, Be careful, children, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, whither thou goest, lest it be a snare for you in the midst of thee. A snare is a trap. You're going to get trapped. And Satan is always digging a pit so you can fall into it, right? I tell Satan, fall into your own pit you dug. Fall into your own pit. But we don't want to make a covenant. No, you think, well, I don't make covenants. You know, I don't do any of that. But if you have an agreement in your mind, that is the same thing as a covenant. You know, if you see sin and you don't do anything, you've agreed with it. We're not supposed to just look and turn a blind eye we're supposed to speak up right we have a voice Amen. you know they're trying to silence the christians you know what do we got to have on our mouth now yeah, yeah they're trying to keep us from speaking well now's the time to speak Amen. wake up and smell the coffee <laughs> smells good
1: <laughs>
0: why am i always in the old testament because the old testament helps you understand the new testament and they still works together just because jesus has arose doesn't mean the Old Testament is done away with. Amen. Thank you, Lou. First Corinthians 10 is the heading, warning against idolatry. 10 6. Now these were our examples. Now I'm just gonna kind of hit this a little extra hard today, but this is New Testament stuff about idolatry. It's in the New Testament. So pay attention. Now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition, or our building up, upon whom the, what is it? Are we at the end of the world? Some people think we are. Bible in basic English, another translation. Now these things were done as an example, and were put down in writing for our teaching, on whom the, what? Do we think we're in the last days? Is this scripture talking to us right now? Here's New Living Translation. These things happen to them as examples for who, for us right now. They were written down to warn us. Who, what? Are we at the end of the age? This is a now scripture for all of us. Amen. You too. Pay attention. Okay. Now, let's talk about the Canaanite spirit. Here is a picture of, we'll just say, a slave. It's been captured. So how does the Canite spirit operate? It subdues. We don't want to be subdued, right? We subdue our enemies. We put our enemies under our feet. We stand on their neck. We strip them of their power. We tell them what color and how high, right? We don't bow to these spirits. The canaanite spirit will bend. You know, are they trying to bend any rules in America, in the government? They're bending everything they can. And the Canaanite spirit devalues. And one of the things a Christian has to remember is who we are in Christ. We have value because of, not who we are, but who we belong to. Whose we are. Because of the blood of the Lamb and the name of Jesus and the word of God and the Holy Ghost and on and on and on. We have you know value I don't care what the world says they hate us well, you know They're on the wrong side of the fence and sometimes we just got to pat ourselves on the back and say You know child of God, you know we have rights, okay in heaven We have rights in the spirit realm We have rights and we need to use those and take ground every day from the evil one. Amen. That's how the Canaanite spirit operates Small writing here, okay, these are the ides. so you can download this on your computer at home. Hit types. just think of terror. Do we have terrorists? Yes. yes. Uh, Al-Qaeda, right? And then on the right, you see how it operates. Phobias, depression. Gurgashites, clay dwellers, uh, they're carnal. Uh, Unbelief in what can't be seen. They, you know, they don't walk by faith, they walk by sight. We don't do that. We walk by faith. Amen? Not by what we see. It doesn't matter. you get cancer. Well, thank you. Now I go and pray, uh, and I don't have it. You know, we don't receive that stuff. Amorites, mountain people renowned, obsession with earthly fame and glory and domineering. Amorites uh, came from uh, the word amore, which means love. It's not biblical love. It's carnal love. Canaanites, uh, addictions, perversions, exaggerated, uh, people-pleasing. Uh, they, they don't fear God, they fear man. The Canaanites were the um, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, perversions. And that spirit's alive and well today. Perizzites, uh, limited vision, lazy, low self-esteem. Do we see Christians that have low self-esteem? Yeah. Why? Why? They don't know who they are in Christ. Hivites. Did I talk about Hivites? Envision limited to enjoying an earthly inheritance. Hedonism. Hedonism means you're all about pleasure. You know, so if the donuts are tasting good, we're going to have that because we like it. And, um, you know, we're going to have... Well, I'll just leave it at that. It's anything that has to do with pleasure. They're interested in that. But spiritual things, don't talk to me about that. Jebusites, threshers. Now, these are the guys that like to thresh the church. Suppression of spiritual authority in fellow believers and legalism. So let's talk about suppression of spiritual authority. Do we see that in America? And certainly see it around the world in certain places where they're going to lop your head off, Muslims, Islam, you know, just because you aren't going to bow and renounce Jesus Christ. Many countries um, can't even have a Bible coming to a city near you in the future. More of the same. Hittite spirits think of terror, fear and terror. Girgashite, fleshly, Amorite, pride, superiority. We have a lot of that, right, in the world. Pride, Canaanite spirit, man-pleasing spirit. They will please man, but it doesn't please God. Presite spirit, spirit of inferiority. That's the spirit that the uh, Hebrews had when they went across before they actually took ground. They spied out the land and they come back and go, we're grasshoppers in their sight. That's what they said, that was their confession. And was it true there were giants there? Yes, it was true. But. In Christ, we're bigger than they are. Amen. We're bigger than those spirits. Uh, Hivite spirit, limited vision. We need vision. You know, uh, where people lack the vision, they they perish. The scripture says, no vision, they perish. So you need an apostle. You need a five-fold ministry in your church operating. So an apostle can say, here's the vision. We're going to go this way. And then you have other people that figure out how they're going to go that way. Speak up, Mrs. Young. Not all apostles. The apostle was connected
2: to the Lord Jesus.
0: Oh, very good. Mrs. Young says only the apostle connected to the Lord Jesus because there are some apostles that are connected to Satan. Hey, that hurt, but it's true. Okay, how are you going to figure that out? You look at the tree by its fruit. Okay, don't look at the gifts because... In the end times the false prophet and the beast are gonna call fire down from heaven, so they're gonna have gifts operating, but you look at the fruit. If the fruit is rotten, the gifts are rotten. Okay, what spirit are you connected to? Amen? Two points for Mrs. Young. Okay, now you can have <laughs> another slice of bread. Jebusite. <laughs> you Oppression. Are there some Christians that are oppressed? Yes. In one way or another, we're all Feeling the oppression, especially now that we're pushing that back. Amen. Amen. So these are your ites in the oppression. So where do you get the Canaanite spirit from? I don't see it in the Bible. Well, we see the Canaanite, we just don't see the spirit. But I'm saying Jesus tried to explain the spiritual realm, which is invisible by the things that we could see. So he talked about chicken, roosters, donkeys, corn, wheat. All that stuff, water, oil, trying to explain the invisible kingdom by the things that we could see. And there's there's a connection. It happens first in the spirit and then it manifests in the natural. So just look at this in the spirit realm. Canaanite spirits are the spirits behind addictions and sexual perversions. This is why Sodom and Gomorrah are portrayed in scriptures as Canaanite cities. Genesis ten nineteen and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon as thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza as thou goest, unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Adma and Zeboam, even unto Lysha. There you have Sodom and Gomorrah. Abram, this was before he got his name changed with the Holy Ghost, because it was the Ruach, the Abraham. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. The Spirit is alive today. There's still in America and in the churches people that the Lord would say, You are wicked exceedingly. We don't want to be one of those. Amen? There's a curse that comes with that. There's judgment and punishment. Well, this spirit's working very well around the whole world today. The spirits of homosexuality and lesbianism, along with all other sexual perversions, are canine spirits. So you got the LBGTQ, the ABC, XYZ, USA, and whatever else they want to tag on it. These people that can't tell whether they're male or female. Come and see me, I'll tell you. It'll take me about half a second. I mean, you know, we got animals on the farm, so we know when we have a boy animal and a girl animal, it's not hard to tell. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing in here. I don't know why.
2: Tell, tell them the, the dog
0: boy trying to with the chicken girl so we have to him out. Will the- okay, so i got to chase a rabbit here. Mrs. Young says, tell you about the duck boy that tried to mate with the chickens, so we eliminated all the girl ducks except for one, and the duck boy was strong and uh, prolific, so he went after the chickens. Well, chickens and ducks, you know, not compute, so he became, uh, he took a long freezer nap.
3: <laughs> long nap in the freezer, huh? Yeah.
0: And uh, I might say a duck tastes very yummy. He he was a good-tasting duck. Okay, back to the Canaanite spirits are spirits of carnal excess and dissolution. Carnal excess. I mean, these guys are over the top, see? That was Sodom and Gomorrah. They were over the top. You know, they weren't just a little. They were way over there. You know, and I think it's so funny, it's, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's a picture of the spirit realm. It's a perfect picture. We got the Republicans and Democrats, but many say, well, I'm on the right or I'm on the left, but these two forces are opposing each other. Well, this is a natural force, but behind all that is a spiritual force. And I call it the right-handed and the left-handed path. They'll both take you to hell. We can't go on either path. We gotta go right down the middle, which is called the narrow path. That's the way we walk, and let the chips on the others fall wherever they may. Amen. I told you this a few seconds ago, a tree is known by its fruit. We can't look at the operation of the gifts, which many people are seeking a sign, a wonder, um, whatever. They're looking for a prophecy, which is fine. You know, it's okay to, to have that, and your church should be operating in that. But what you really need to be paying attention to is what type of fruit do these people produce? Because if it's rotten, everything else they're producing is rotten. And you should leave that church. Amen. True. Learn to recognize the function. Learn to recognize the action. Learn to discern. You should be checking this note. I hear Christians say, you're not supposed to judge. Well, we are supposed to judge. First, we judge ourselves, and we judge others. We do. We have that right. Now, technically, the way I understand the scriptures, is we don't judge the unsaved because they have no connection to Jesus. But we judge ourselves because we are in Christ. And if one of us is doing something stupid, don't you want somebody to come along and say, hey, you better pay attention. You're doing it wrong. No, that's what a good wife does. I'll give you an extra point for that. Sunni, praise the Lord. Hey, it helps. The Canaanite spirit means trafficker. We've seen this word in the Bible before. And just think of the trafficker. We hear about sex trafficking nowadays. Uh, it's traffic. Lust and greed. We're talking about the Canaanite spirit. Lust and greed for material goods. The exact same description given to Satan and Ezekiel lust and greed for material goods well at least we don't have to have that in america lust and greed do we have that in america yes. we do yes. oh do we have it in the church yes. oh my goodness we need to repent <laughs> we need to repent okay moving along ezekiel twenty-eight, thirteen through 18 now has been in eden the garden of God, every precious stone was a covering, the sardis, topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, jasper, sardis, emerald, carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of the tabarets and of the pipes was prepared in thee, and that day was created. Okay, everybody's going like, where did Satan come from? Well, there you have it. God created everything that's seen and not seen. And he created Lucifer. And he was awesome, he was the top dog. In the kingdom of light, below Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. He was top dog underneath the boss. Thou art the anointed cherub. See, he was anointed. Amen? I mean, this was some dude, an anointed top dog guy that walked with God every day. And I have set thee so, God says. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire. Thou was what? Perfect. You know? There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I am holy, so you be holy. And some translations say, I'm perfect, you be perfect. And Does God want us to be perfect? He does. Can we be perfect? We aspire to be perfect. But this guy... God says, you are perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. Think about this. When Satan opened his eyes, the first thing he saw was God, his creator. Just like Adam. God created Adam. He blew the breath of life into him. Adam opened his eyes. The first thing he saw was God, his creator and so he was perfect until iniquity was found in the you know i have a different take on this and probably a lot of people do but iniquity to me is a sin that you cannot get rid of that's somebody you need to come and see a deliverance minister you first you repent then you have some spirits removed and then you go back at it you start your walk up again but iniquity you have iniquities transgressions and sins iniquity is the big one the You know, it's too strong for you to break it by yourself. Or you can do prayer and fasting because the scripture says this one comes out, not but by prayer and fasting. And so we all need to fast because we have spirits that will not come out no other way. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Well, that was not good. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. There's uh, God casting out a spirit. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic. Satan is a trafficker. He traffics in all things bad, all things darkness. That's his job. How will Satan be destroyed? Who knows? He'll be locked up, but that's not. Well, technically, he won't be destroyed. He'll burn in the. Yeah, he'll be tormented in the lake of fire for eternity, but. Uh, check this next scripture out therefore will i bring forth a fire from the midst of thee it shall devour thee and i will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee okay right, so his
4: body is destroyed but his soul is given to the, uh, to the
0: lake of fire. right pastor stan says his body is destroyed but his soul burns forever in eternity in the lake of fire true so this scripture because I'm Lou. I say in deliverance many times, Satan, microwave yourself. (laughs) He gets burned from the inside out. This giant or evil spirit causes all the thirst for, think about what's happening in America and around the world, political power, wealth. This is not, you know, we want to have money to pay our bills and save for the future, but this is... Greed, which is not good. And great riches. Thirst. Thirst, yeah, and churches. Mm -hmm. It's the driving force behind all pride and self-esteem. You know, for the love of money is the root of all evil, connected to that. Self-esteem. Their self-esteem is like you know, I mean, they're going, I'm God. I get my way all the time, right? Of Some of them are thinking like that. Yeah. So, they go to space. so they go to space. Yeah, their head. Whoosh. Don't fit in the doorway anymore, right, Donna? Yep. The Canaanite spirit uses wealth and material gain to bring God's people. Whose people? God's people. God's people into compromise and backsliding. Well, thank goodness that's not happening in our church. We would never compromise. We would never backslide. I better repent right now. <laughs> hey, this is a fight. You know, if you get knocked down, you get yourself back up. You wash your face, anoint your head, and and get back on the wagon, right? If you're an alcoholic, and you, I'm not going to do this no more, but... The wagon falls, you fall off the wagon, it runs you over, dust yourself off, and get back on the wagon. Don't quit, don't give up. Okay, repent. This giant promises great fulfillment and happiness, but usually the end is chaos. And we've heard abdo order chaos, which means order out of chaos. They planned it. We have a planned-demic going on right now. Who done it? The the butler didn't do it. The end is chaos, destruction, and the ultimate aim spiritual death. Sounds like steal, kill, and destroy, doesn't it? You know, he even tried that on Jesus. Bow down and worship me, and I'll give you all the kingdoms. I'll give you all this stuff. Jesus said, I worship only the Father. Worship God. So there's the little carrot out there, it's tempting, but we can't take it. And we shouldn't really even, you know, we have to turn away, you know? There's some things we need to just turn off. They have a neat little thing they invented a few years ago. It's called the on and off button. You just press it and you can shut that stuff off. You know, I know a lot of Christians that they are, you know, I'll just say their God is the news. They watch the news day and night. Well, I can't handle that for about five minutes because you know, I think this Corona thing came about two years ago, about sometime in this... March. No, it came before that. It came before March. We found out about it in March, see. They let it loose in, okay, December. So the thing is, we're in October, so almost two years ago, uh, it's been going on. So the drum beat is still going, and I just... I mean, how many people can die from this virus? Did we cure diabetes and heart attacks and stroke and all this stuff? I mean, there's, this is a spirit that's pushing an agenda. You know, you take this stuff and you'll be happy. You know what? It doesn't even cure the people that have taken it. They still get it. Okay, enough about that. I'm just saying these spirits are operating, whether you connect it or not, Uh, I give you the food, uh, uh, take it or leave it, and check it with the scripture. It was this evil power that caused Esau to sell his birthright for a plate of beans in Genesis. An evil spirit, evil power, evil spirit. Genesis 25, 29 through 34. And Jacob's sod pottage, it means he boiled beans. And Esau came from the field and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint, therefore his name was called Edom. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint, therefore... Okay, double take, double portion, double blessing, I call you blessed. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. See? He's stealing his identity, his heritage. Think of it as a spirit. I see this all the time in deliverances. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit, in other words, what good is it to me shall this birthright do for me? He solely sold his soul to the devil. If you Google that, you'll find all kinds of artists that have made a public statement. I sold my soul to the, to the devil. Little Nass is one of the latest ones that uh, made the 666 Satan shoes. Uh, the Nike, and I don't know how that all went down, but... He publicly, I sold my soul, the devil, my God is the devil. It's, and many that don't publicly announce that, they're closet Satanists. Some of them are pastors in churches. Yes, they are. They are too. Amen. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. This is an agreement, which we would call a covenant. And this is a wide open door. And he swore unto him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. He probably didn't think of that way, but you know, Jacob, his name is means supplanter. So he tricked him, so to speak. He was not the firstborn; Esau was. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils or beans, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright, and you know what? That displeased God. He did not like that at all. It's like you give your Christian heritage away it's not uh, pleasing to God and we have a birthright first Peter 2 9 says but you this is who you need to know that you need to know this is a good memorization verse you need to know who you are and this is one of the scriptures that tells you who you are you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation of peculiar people or that means a strange people or um, someone that's special to God I like that one chosen royalty holy and special. This is our part. That you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We should be thankful and praise the Lord yes. in all things. Because otherwise, you know, we're only one heartbeat away from eternity, right? You just take my, I miss one heartbeat and it's like, I'm not in control. Oh, God can take us out, you know. I kill I make alive I wound I heal and no one can deliver out of my hand he gets to decide when we go home hopefully I don't get called to the barn anytime soon because I think I still got some pep in my step I can run the race a little bit more and get some more prizes amen this giant caused the children of God to be destroyed by causing them to lust and complain lust and complain well thank God we don't have that spirit in America we do, oh my goodness, we need to repent again, lusting and complaining, yeah, I have to repent, yeah we 're spoil Americans are spoiled rotten, the church is spoiled rotten, I like being spoiled. I like to turn the light switch on and the light come on, and the water come out of the faucet and sleep on nice, clean wrinkle static free sheets because Mrs. Young said they made a new static wrinkle free thing to go in the dryer and you go buy me one. So I have good clean sheets that don't wrinkle and static. Praise God I'm spoiled and I love it. And we're not supposed to lust and complain. See they took them out of uh, the Hebrews out of Egypt and, and then they wanted quail. They should have came to our farm. They wanted quail and they wanted onions and leeks. You know they should have just said hey I'm going on keto. We're not going to eat that stuff no more. okay i can read you like a book see they their face showed it now i talked uh prophet leslie gave me the dill pickle award because i said you were weaning on a dill pickle you're you know oh i'm happy how are you today fine but your face says i'm not fine you know so this is where you can i can read you like a book sadness is written all over your face Okay, Mrs. Young will just look at me and she'll go, what's wrong? Yeah, I've got the sad face, right? Oh, she says bad attitude. Bad attitude. Do I have a bad attitude sometimes? Sometimes. Oh, my goodness, I have to repent again. Oh, this is not working good for me. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. Okay, we are supposed to be happy. No, that doesn't mean that we don't have any problems, right? We all have problems. You know, the story went like, uh, I don't want to have any problems. And so the guy who was talking to you goes, there's the graveyard. Those people have no problems. So we should be thankful we're alive and we have problems and that we get to solve some of those problems. And we should be happy. This spirit likes to program people and control people. Now, I know you're going, I'm not programmed. They didn't do uh, MKUltra on me or whatever. But, you know, your television, they call it programming. The radio, they call it programming. And if you've been watching the news for two years, you've been programmed to take something that uh, they're trying to pass out to everyone. You're being programmed. Not only that, but, you know, um, so we fast regularly and all you have to do is turn on the TV and it's about every 5 minutes you got a commercial and they're the best food you try yes. the juicy hamburger from yes. wherever yes. and uh the cheesecake and get this meat and I mean you're being programmed to go get those things sure. yes. okay I mean they repeat it over and over and over so we come home the other day and we got one of those little lizards that are in Texas on, it was a baby, but it was on the wall and SUNY goes, oh, look, there's a Geico. I go, no, that's insurance. Oh, Geico insurance. I go, that is Geico insurance. This is a gecko. So you see how that, I mean, you get programmed. Here, we're, we're being programmed. It may not look like that, but spiritually it it's, looks like this. You know, it reminds me of the Matrix. Yes. You know, you take the red pill or the blue pill, you know, or this shot. Oh, here's a good one. Now on the plus side, we sure beat that coronavirus. Looks like Mad Max in the Thunderdome, right? Looks like the end of the world. We got victory. We beat the coronavirus. You're being programmed. Well, there's your left-handed and right-hand path right there. Yeah, I don't need to say anything. It speaks for itself. You know, this is the right-handed and the left-hand path. This spirit caused Israel's defeat at Ai because Achan hid a beautiful garment and some silver and gold in his tent. Now, this was an agreement. You know, he didn't actually sit down on an altar and sign a contract and make a covenant. But he did make a covenant because he took something and agreed with it against God's will and against God's word. And there was a... There's always a connection in the spirit realm, either a blessing or a curse. This was against God's will and it was a curse. It not only cost Aiken his life, but his wife and children as well. Now that spirit is still happening today. So when I see a young child that's sick, I don't have to cast a spirit out of the child. I sit down and talk to mom and dad because the child hasn't sinned. It's mom and dad. Yes, we're going to end here sin. We're going to end here soon and have fellowship and, and coffee and donuts bread. and bread. <laughs> Holy bread from heaven. Like manna,
4: <laughs>
0: like stana, <laughs> uh, like stana. Man- manna from stana. Okay. So, uh, I could probably, we have fun here. Come and come and visit. Uh, we, could, we probably won't be doing this next week but i have another teaching and so maybe in the future we'll finish this up so father in heaven i thank you for today i ask you to let this be written on the people's hearts so they can understand that we do you know we're not we, we live in the physical but we're spirits on we we are a spirit being on an earthly journey and when we leave the earthly journey we'll go back to the spirit realm all the spirit realms So lord Let the people receive it and break it and understand it and begin to use it and operate and learn who they are in Christ so that they can have the victory in everything they touch. We call it done by faith in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.
5: Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So happy to have you here and also those that are watching us. Sorry we're late because I just got back from Dubai, okay? So it's my fault. Pakistan and then Dubai and then finally home and I didn't know that I was gonna even make it here today because of jet lag But I'm feeling pretty good and I'll try not to sleep through the message I think I'll be fine though. So so if I don't sleep through it y'all can't either. We'll be all right So you better preach really good today (laughs) But anyway, I'm so happy to be home and thank you for everyone that's online and all those of you here that have prayed for us when we were gone um, on the 24th, uh, Melissa and Sharonda and I will do a PowerPoint and talk, tell you about our trip. It was amazing. I'll never be the same. I shouldn't be the same. I received more blessings than anybody that I got to pray for, and I I I, I was very humbled. And it was just I've never re- this I will say I've never received so much love, um, Jesus love, than I did in Pakistan. Who'd have thought? That Pakistan, the Christians there would know how to show Jesus love, but they did, and I'll I'll, I'll never forget it. And it's just hard to know the words to describe it. So uh, look forward to on the 24th, we'll have a PowerPoint and we'll talk about our trip, our fun days in Dubai that we Melissa and Sharon and I we we crammed everything we could in about in two days, about two and a half days, and it was amazing and. Then, then Sharon and I went on with Pastor Massey to Pakistan and spent a little over a week there, and it was um, incredible. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to sharing that with everybody on the 24th. Uh, just a couple of things: we have we do have Bible study that has started back up on Friday nights. You can meet Stan at Waterburger. That's right by here at the church to have a burger with him. Prior, but it starts at 6.30 to 8 p.m. So I encourage you to come to the church. We, we love for those of you that are watching online, but it, it is important to come if you can, if you can make it to be a part of it. Um, there's just something about coming to church. There's also something about coming to the Bible study. There's just a lot more that you can get than even just watching online. So I encourage you to come for that. And then also on um, the 31st, on the 31st, we are having Friend Day. There'll be one service. 2 There'll be two services that day. Okay, so two services. We'll still have our 930 service and then our 1030 service, but it'll be Friend Day. So we want everybody to bring a friend. Those of you that'll bring a friend, we have something special for you and also for those that you bring that day. And also, um, uh, intercessory prayer. We just had that intercessory prayer here at the church on this past Thursday, and for next week, I'll tell you what day it'll be set up for the next time. Um, for those of you here in the church, and those of you, who, if you're watching online, can come and join us. You do need to let the church know. You can, you can let me know at contact at com. But on uh, Sunday, November the 14th, we're going to have our Thanksgiving dinner service that day. It'll be one service, at we say at 10 o'clock, come, we'll have one service, and we'll have also Thanksgiving dinner together that day. And, other than that, I think I've covered everything since I've been gone. I think I have. We have some sign-up sheets that we need people to sign up for later. Okay, so um, let's stand, let's pray, and then we'll also take up our offering. Okay, who has a praise report before we... Yes, Tony? We do need to make sure we have somebody that does that. Maybe Sunny, we can make sure that'll be you.
0: Hello. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm leaving for Honduras on the 25th. I have my ticket and everything.
5: Okay. The
0: Lord did a miracle. I was praying because really I didn't have the funds. And somebody donated the whole funds, you know, for going. Now praise everything. the Lord. So that's a miracle
5: amen praise god hallelujah hand the mic to to sydney all right any other praise reports one more okay nanny back there
3: tuesday afternoon i'm getting a rent car called the agency that was or i was uh had a job through and was told uh don't worry about it you just been fired and i'm like what And I had no idea, I had no idea it was coming or anything. So after a night of moping and self-pity, I got up Wednesday morning, got up and started looking for a job. Found an interview Friday morning uh, with DHL. And he said at the end, I'm going to recommend you for a job as a forklift driver, which is what I enjoy doing the most. And Saturday morning, I uh, got a, a, a acceptance letter saying, we're going to offer you the position uh, pending a drug test. And and I'm just as squeaky clean as snow, so I don't worry about that. <laughs> and what people that know me understand. But uh, as soon as that gets done, I have a job again. I After praise three God. Days,
5: Amen. I, I give hallelujah.
3: God all the praise because he put everything in front of me. Amen. Excellent. Amen. Excellent. Okay,
4: I have a praise report. My wife is back. Amen.
5: Amen. All right, come on up here, Lou. Well, well, let's just pray and just bow our heads. We'll get our service going, and then we can take up the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. We thank you so much. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you for opening the doors to still have those of us here at Spirit of Prophecy Church, myself and also Melissa and Sharonda to go and to minister and to be in other countries to do your work Lord we give you praise we give you honor we give you glory and we thank you for miracles taking place we thank you for healings taking place we thank you Lord that that provision is there we thank you for favor being there we thank you for opening the doors and giving people jobs and we ask for increase for those that need increase in their pay Lord we give you praise and honor and glory for everything we thank you so much and Lord we thank you that you have given provision for us we, we are so blessed in this country and and there's no, no words to express how, how blessed we still are no matter what kind of conditions we live in. We are more blessed than anywhere else in the world. So we still thank you, and I thank you for my country. I give you praise for my country. And, Lord, those of us that love you are going to shout your name for this country and say Jesus is Lord on this country. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. And we say yes and amen and amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated while he takes up offering.
0: Time for offering. You can smile because the Lord loves a tearful giver. The word of God says, I'm not mocked. So into the kingdom, I will repay. We have, this, this is SOP tithe right here. Tithes and offerings. We have Honduras offering in Cambodia. Tithes and offerings. It's not just a tithe. There's tithes and offerings. And also um, Lazarus, uh, when they were divided and one man was in hell, he told, you know, he says, give me water. He goes, no, Lazarus, he gave alms. He said, My, you know, the alms, so giving to the poor. I don't think the church does a very good job of giving to the poor. That's not for here. That's for out there. But they would come in if we would give more, amen, to the poor. They're, Jesus said the poor will always be with us. So make your checks to Spirit of Prophecy Church. You online, uh, go down and click the um, offering button. The blue light, the blue line. Click the blue line. Back the blue. Click the blue line we are trying to expand and get a church building so all this helps You're part of us you are part of the body you are part of the body because you're connected to us we do want you to come in and be physically present when you can and if you're in California Oklahoma and whatever you uh, aren't getting fed and you're looking there's no good church uh, move to Texas right here to Plano and come and be a part of us and we've have the five-fold ministry which is to Develop you to train and equip the saints so you can walk in might and power, get your prayers answered, and build the kingdom. So don't be a stranger. Boy, it's a long way down here when you're 6'4". <laughs> Father in heaven, blessed down, shaken together, running over, I ask you to return back to your people. You are the multiplier. You Rebuke the devourer and the canker worm and the palmer worm and rust and rot and everything that comes against this. Lord, I break off poverty, spirit of poverty and lack off of your people and I ask you to return back to them. Many times multiplied over. This is for your kingdom. We're not giving to a man or a church. We're giving to the spirit of the living God. And we bless this in your name, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Time for praise and worship.
2: I like hearing that. I keep hearing hallelujahs. Let's get excited. Let's stand up and spread out. Time to praise his name. Amen. Hallelujah. I sing
1: praises to your name.
2: Oh,
1: Lord. Praises to your name. Oh, Lord. Come on, lift your voice. For your name And greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Give him the glory. Oh Lord, for your name is great and great. Sing praises to your name Lord we honor
2: you King of Kings
1: oh, Lord. and Lord of Lords praises to your name oh Lord for your name is great and great be to be praised I sing praises to your name Oh Lord praises to your name Oh Lord for your name is great and greatly to be praised I bring glory to your name oh lord
2: glory to your name come on give him the praises oh you are worthy father god
1: for your name is great and great be to be praised he is the king of kings lift him up i give glory to your name oh lord Glory to your name, O Lord For your name is great And greatly to be praised Hallelujah! For your name is great And greatly to be praised For your name is great And greatly to be praised
2: Give him some glory We give glory to your name Hallelujah Jesus You are worthy Thank you Father God You are to be exalted on high we cry it out this morning. You are worthy, Father God. Come on, we want to give him the praise. And tell him who he is and that we love him for it. Hallelujah, you are king of kings. Come on, out, church, I challenge you to take it to a deeper level this morning. If you need to get out of your comfort zone, do it now. Lift your hands when you don't raise your hands. Lift your voices when you don't normally raise your voices. Get on your knees if you need to get on your knees. Give him the glory. We exalt you, Father God. Hallelujah. Open up our eyes,
1: Lord. For thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Far above all gods. for Thou, O Lord, art high above, above all the earth. earth. Thou art exalted far above. Far above all gods. for Thou, o Lord, art high above all the
5: Oh
2: forward keep our eyes on that straight
5: and narrow path by the God Lord. Lord we do exalt you this morning we love you so much come on lift up your voices just exalt him today for whatever your need may be if you're just needing an increase in pay you need favor I ask that you come up let me lay hands on you. God has a favor anointing upon me right now that's been with me for the whole trip. It's still on me. If you're needing favor of God, come up and I'll anoint you. Lord, these people are coming humbly before you. They need the favor of the Lord upon them in the name of Jesus.
1: Step down into dark. To down here, I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me, the of all days oh so highly exalted glorious in heaven above humbly you came to this earth you created all for love's sake became Lord. here i am to worship
5: here I am to
1: bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. i never know how much to see my sin upon that cross i'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. Of the Lord and be saved, Jesus. We call upon you, this call upon the name of the Lord and be saved, Lord. We call upon you, Jesus. Call upon the name of the Lord.
2: him the glory listen and praise and worship his mighty name get on your face if you need to get out of your comfort zone and worship him Down on my knees
1: again, surrendering all, surrendering all. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me near, desperate for you desperate for you i surrender Entrench my soul, as mercy and grace unfolds I hunger and thirst, I hunger and thirst With arms stretched wide, I know you hear my cry speak to me now, speak to me now. I surrender, I surrender, I want to know Come on, surrender. I surrender. I want to know.
2: For this time, we can worship your great and mighty name. We thank you for your anointing showing up here this morning and being with us. And we declare those things finished in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
5: Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise in this place. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We love you so much. Oh, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah.
4: Global minister. Amen. I'm not on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for bringing us safely back home. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for all that you did. And I just declare it to these people. And I say to them that I love Jesus Christ. I love him. He was there. He was there. He was with me. He's with all of us. Ministered to us. And so praise be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as I would start with them every time, greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they would all reply back to me, greetings to me in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I told him everywhere I went, I'd always end in, never deny Jesus. Not working. Never deny Jesus. Is working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never deny him. Never. never. So, Lord, I just pray for the anointing to come upon this man of God, to preach to us the word of God, to speak to us the message that you have for him today. Use his lips. Anoint his lips. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And continue to bring those that are like-minded to this church, physically to this church. We love those of you that are watching online, but we encourage also for those that can come to come and be a part of this church. You get more when you come and physically be fellowshipping with other people, like-minded people. So anoint him, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Worthy is the Lamb who is and was and who is to come and to the seven spirits which are before His throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to Him that loved us and washed us from our sin in His own blood and has made us kings and priests, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes to see Ears to hear, because we know that wisdom and might are yours. You change the times and seasons, you removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. We know that all wisdom comes from you. And Lord, we know that we are the last generation. We know that we are about to go into a whole new world. And it is our desire to serve you. Win souls in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to start with a question. What is your life all about? You don't have to answer out loud. Just think for a second. Just think. What are you one that would say? Well, you know, I wake up every day. I go to work, pay the bills, raise the wife, keep the kids. No, it's the wife raising the child. The, no is the, how's that go? Ladies, you're supposed to be helping me here. The lady's helping the man, right? Do you wind up saying, what can I do to serve you, Lord? Almost every day. Do you find yourself saying that? In other words, where is our real heart? Leslie just got back from Pakistan and ministering also in Dubai and Boy, some of the stories she's told me when she speaks on the 24th, you do not want to miss that. Some of the stories she's been telling me is our congregation. I don't think you understand who you are in the Lord. And that's one of the things I want to bring to you this morning. And I'm not trying to criticize the, the Pakistanis or the Dubai. But I think the a- average American Christian doesn't understand who they are in the Lord. Because you know more about the Bible than most of the pastors, most of the church leaders, most of the people that have started churches. Some of them have thousands of people in their church. You know more than the people that are leading those people in the church. And I'm not talking about Bible prophecy. You're light years ahead there. I'm talking about how much you know the Bible. From what Leslie tells me, from what I hear from Pastor Massey, Because you guys are going to Bible study all the time? Bible study? I said, well, do do they even have the Bible written out? Well, most of them can't even read. See, so I began, as I listened to this, I began to understand why America is so much further ahead in so much everything. Because, you know, when Abraham Lincoln was growing up, the thing he learned to read by was reading the King James Bible by candlelight at night. In a day and time when they had to take charcoal sticks out to the fire to write with charcoal. But they learned to read by reading the King James Bible and that's why they taught them to read so that they could read the Bible for themselves because before that, as you recall, there were many of the churches, won't say any names, won't say any names, but they said, you don't have to worry about the Bible. You don't have to know about the Bible, just listen to me. Well, what happens to that deal? And yet here we have Bibles all over America, and like Dimitri Dudman says, I go into homes in America, he says, I touch a Bible and it leaves my fingerprint in the dust. He says, don't you ever read the Bible? Well... Sad to say, (laughs) many Christians don't, they don't. In other words, their heart is in the world, you know what I'm saying? And it's easy to have happen, I was there, but our heart should not be in the world, our heart should be after Him, because this is not our home, we're just walking through. This This is just to decide where we spend eternity. This is to decide to see how many crowns we get. What kind of garments, what kind of robes we get for all eternity. Because those that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. So apparently the more souls we win, the brighter we shine for all eternity. That's kind of good. Yeah, I like that. I don't think. I'm going to try to elevate your thinking here for a second. I want you to believe in yourself more. And I see some of you saying, I'd like to. I can just see it in your heart. I'd like to. Let me just tell you, compared to most of the people, I'll even say, I started to say in other countries, but I'll say compared to most of the people in America, you know the Bible better. And we're not even talking about prophecy. Let, Let me give you an example. So I went to this See if I can say this. I'll say a symposium. I can't say the word the c word, you know, the c word we can't say. You know that v word. So I went to that symposium. A friend of mine had a book uh, table set up. Come on down, bring your books and set them up, and and I did. But you know, it really wasn't about offering books. I prayed on the way down, and I said, Lord, if you have any introductions that you'd like to make, I would love to meet exactly the right person. There's supposed to be three, 4,000 people there, and there were, and this church was a castle. I mean, oh, my goodness. And the church started in year 2000. This church, this church started in 2006. That building was built in 2006, and I'm going to guess it seats at least 5,000. I mean, it, had, it looked like a football stadium in there. I mean, you, you could play football in there. So I, about the second person walks up to the table. We spent two and a half hours talking. And very few times in my life have been able to, to connect with someone like I do connect with you guys. I mean, like Alfredo and I went to have uh, burgers together the other night. And he would say a sentence and I would finish it, vice versa. That's the way it was this guy. We talked for two and a half hours, interrupting each other constantly because we would start saying something. Oh, yeah, but now let me tell you the rest of that. And so we were filling in holes for each other. I didn't even know what he did. So then he explains to me, by the way, I just want to tell you that I've worked with just about all of the big name Christian ministries. He said, see all of this audio and video here? I'm the one set it up. My company runs it. And by that time, one of these people came up with the headset on. Ah, everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was okay. So, I mean, they were constantly checking with him because he was the boss. So, he began telling me, I have worked with all of the big names. He started rattling off all the big names, the Christian big names. They're talking about the big ministries. He says, I've worked with all of them. He says, I've heard what they're preaching. I've heard what they're saying. He said, let me just tell you, you are light years ahead of them. You leave them in the dust in your understanding. He says, I want to reassure you of that. He said, and I will help you get your message out. He said, most of the pastors. Now, of course, I don't know this. I don't go visiting other churches, so I thought it was interesting, his perspective. He said, most of the other pastors are not about bringing God to people. They are about bringing the God that they want to have to people. They are bringing a positive message only. Absolutely nothing negative. Ab- of course, that prophecy, you know. Matter of fact, I talked to one lady there. Oh, yeah, I've been going to this church 20 years. I said, were well, you guys ever talk about prophecy? No. Oh, that's negative. What are they going to do when the mark of the beast hits them? And then we wonder why they're taking the mask and the V and the anti-V and not even understanding the problem. I'm telling you, you people, Now I say this, not because I'm trying to make your head big, but I'm saying this, you're thinking you're small in the kingdom of God. You're thinking you can't witness. You're thinking that nobody will listen to you about the gospel. No one will want you to pray for them. That no one wants you to use the name of God. No one is going to listen to you when you say you can pray for people and you're going to see sevenfold miracles. What I'm trying to say to you this morning is in the kingdom of God, you're a lot bigger than what you think. I'm not trying to give you the big head. What I'm trying to say is get up off of the pew. And I'm not talking about the pew. I'm talking about the pew. (laughs) I'm not talking about when the time comes, use the name. What name? Jesus. Boy, that was lame.
1: Jesus! Hallelujah!
4: Hallelujah! Amen. I'm saying, don't sit there and think you're a nothing. Don't sit there and think, oh, I can't pray for them. There's not going to be miracles coming for me. I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. Because I'll assure you in the kingdom of God, you're a whole lot more than what you thought. I don't know if you need to hear that or not. Stan, you don't understand. He said, most of these pastors, they're preaching some kind of a feel-good message. He said, I know. I've heard them all. I've been behind the scenes. I know who they really are. Not when the congregation members are watching them. He said, I've seen them. I work with them. I go to lunch with them. He said, you're light years ahead. He said, the reason they won't have you in, because you scare them. He says, I'll help you get your message out. I'll help you. He began telling me, all, you know about this? No, you know about this? No, in terms of reaching them through social media, I don't know that. Like TikTok, you ever heard? How many of you heard TikTok? Okay, about a third of the hands went up. You people that are behind, old people. In fact, that's <laughs> now you're getting too close to the truth here. <laughs> And I made a comment. I said, look at the people here. I said, they're all 50 plus. Where are the people under 50? Our nation's in trouble. I saw another angel come down from heaven. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And has become the habitation of devils. The hold of every foul spirit in the cage of every, every unclean and hateful bird. I keep saying, Lord, I know. I know that's true. I know we're almost there. But I want to believe we're not totally there. But I want you to give us more time. Forgive our sins. That's what Daniel prayed. Forgive us our sins. Forgive our sins and give America more time. Yes, I know we are the Mr. Babylon. I know we have fallen and fallen and fallen so far from the truth. So far from righteousness. Now... What I'm to tell you today is this. I want you to understand spiritual gifts. I think we probably covered this at some point in our life. So this is not going to be earth-shaking new stuff. But what I want you to do is to not hear it, but hear it. here. okay? I I want you to get it in here that, yes, you can pray for people. Yes, the Spirit of God will use you for miracles. Yes, the Spirit of God will use you for prophecy. He will bring dreams and visions and angel visits. He will use you for greater things. If you don't sit there and say, not me. I'm trying to remove the, not me. You guys have been hearing too many prophecy messages. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about a more excellent way. First Corinthians twelve. So our topic today is concerning spiritual gifts. Oh, by the way, Doug, over on the right side. Hopefully, you can put my image there that way they can still see me and also read. I don't know if you can do that, but if you can do that, it'd be great. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, I would ha- I would not have you be ignorant. You know how the Gentiles were carried away in these dumb idols. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking of by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and no man, this is important, can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Meaning, we can't talk him into receiving Jesus. Amen. But, if we pray and ask God to give us souls, yeah. give us opportunities to talk to people about Jesus, it's like, Man, these people have been coming up to me all the time just asking me about Jesus. But we've been praying. Amen. Amen. Okay, look, this is amen. amen. This is hallelujah. hallelujah. This is not amen. This is amen. amen. You've got to get your signature. Amen. <laughs> it's okay to have fun, right? Amen. Okay, now there are diversities. In other words, different. There are diversities of gift, but the same spirit. In other words, it's the same Holy Spirit behind them. Amen. There are differences of administration. What's administration? There's different jobs. There's different uses for them. But it's the same Lord. There are diversities of operations. In other words, how they work. So there's different gifts. There's different uses. And there's different methods of using them. Okay? But it's still the same God behind it. So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man so that they can't use it. Oh, to profit what? What I'm saying is, can I, can I say something rather direct and a little harsh for a second? We need to get off of our duff and start using the Spirit of God. Can I just talk just straight out to you? We need to start doing what we can do instead of start be- stop beating up on ourselves, saying we can't do it. Amen. Yep. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
4: For to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Now. What's that mean? Okay. Well, let's go back. All right. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. You see people like Leslie will get up here and say, okay, somebody has got a pain right here. Now, that's word of wisdom to know it's here. But word of knowledge is to know to pray for him and what to do. Word of knowledge is also like, uh, what was it? Daimler, the one that, uh, da- da- Daimler, Daimler, the one that Invented the gasoline engine, which became the Mercedes Benz, Dahmer Benz, I think it was. Yeah. Knowledge. How do they make the Ark of the Covenant? Knowledge. <sighs> Another faith, same spirit, gifts of healing we know. Miracles we know. Wait a minute. Are miracles healing and healing miracles? Sometimes a healing is a miracle. Sometimes it doesn't happen instantly. That would be my definition, the difference between a miracle and healing. A miracle happens right then, but a miracle is not always a healing. Have you ever had your car start when you knew it wasn't supposed to? Things like that. Okay. Discerning of spirits. Have you ever been around someone say, "I don't know what it is about that person, but you better watch that person." Yeah. Sound effects. Discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Now, there's two kinds of tongues. One is we're speaking in the tongues now of men. But there's another tongue in the tongue of angels. And it'll say here in just a minute, speaking in tongues is speaking to God. Speaking in men's tongues is speaking to men. So when it says here, there's different kinds of tongues. Some of them are speaking in tongues. And yes, there's German and Romanian and other tongues like that. Then there's interpretation of tongues. Now, the Bible will say here in just a minute that, see if I can do this right. Prophecy is I hear from God, I say it out, and the person hears it. That's prophecy. Tongues, interpretation works like this. I hear from God. I speak it out in an unknown tongue. Okay. We don't know what we're saying. I don't know what we saying. I'll explain that in a second. But then someone else comes along and says, He is saying this. And then we get the blessing here. So it's just another step in there. But what it's going to say is, it's better not to have to have speaking in tongues and then interpretation. It's better to just hear and speak. Right. Just get it and, and deliver it. Okay. But all these works is the one that same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, I remember Leslie and I. Oh my goodness, nineteen eighty-nine. Moved to Omaha. We decided it was time for us to to find us a church there in Omaha. We went to a huge church because back in those days, you know, you thought, well, if you go to a large church. That means that they've really discovered it, the, 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 the truth because obviously you couldn't deceive that many people. <laughs> right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> These days, the big churches are the ones that probably don't have the truth. Yeah. Because the people in America don't want the truth. We're living in a season where it says they heaping themselves teachers having itching ears. Okay? So anyway, we, we went there. We told them our age. We're married. They sent us up to a room. This Sunday school class had like 60 people in it. <laughs> so we sat down first time we we're there. And uh, I mean, we literally just sat down. And this was the greeting we had. This guy says, oh, we have some new one in the class. Introduce yourself. as said, Stan, my wife, Leslie. And so he said, well, here, let's go around and introduce each other. So he went around and had the 60 people name off their, their first names. Well, in those days, part of what I did, with teaching public speaking classes and one of the things we did in the public speaking classes was teaching people how to remember names i was much better in those days and so the guy smarty kind <laughs> got smarty garly when he got done he said so i suppose you got all of the names right i said no i missed a few dun, 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 and they <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was going to smart off it didn't work <laughs> people came up and said who are you Anyway, so about halfway through his teaching, by then, it, you know, they, we caught their attention. That we're not normal people. See, I've been telling you we're weird all along. <laughs> you didn't believe me. <laughs> Maybe I'll believe you now. <laughs> anyway, so he says, when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how many of the nine gifts do you get? Nobody going to answer? All right, I'll answer. You get them all. You use them severally as he will. Why? Because we'd been doing Bible studies. We knew the Bible. And see, you guys know the Bible. That's the reason I'm here to say to you today, start using what God has put in you. Don't sit there and think you're nothing or nobody or I can't be a minister. I can't minister to this person.
1: Amen. Amen.
4: I know what it is. The preaching is so good, you're so enthralled with the message, you forget to amen, right?
1: Amen.
4: <laughs> Not. <laughs> hey, I'm having fun if you aren't either. so. But, for as the body is one and has many members, all members of the bo- that one body being many are one body also as Christ. Meaning, we're all the body of Christ, but we each have different things that we do, okay? In other words, like, have you noticed Leslie's ministry is different than mine? You notice? Just a little. Like, they aren't even close. <laughs> For by one spirit we're all baptized in one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, bond or free, been made uh, to drink of the same spirit. The body is not one member but many. That's the point. We're all together, We're all part of the body. Now, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some of the church, apostles. Notice it says first apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, help, governments, diversities of tongues. Now, in our church, for the folks online, you can't see this, but Over on the wall, we have first apostles, and there's a brief description of what an apostle is. Second prophets, brief description. Over here, third teachers, brief description. uh, Pastors, evangelists, and intercessors, they're, they're, uh, what what do you call those? What do you call those? Not signs, but they're scrolls. Yeah, like scroll. Anyway, it should be that all of those are present in a body when that body is all working together correctly. Now, I believe we have uh, an apostle, and I believe we have several prophets. We have a pastor. Some of us could be called teachers. And we have uh, an evangelist or so, and we have a bunch of intercessors. Though I speak with tongues of men, here's what we're talking about. In other words, I'm talking right now in the tongues of men. Though we speak in the tongues of men and of angels, But if we have not charity, in this case, charity means love. If you'll notice, I skipped several verses to just get to the point here. Charity, by definition, suffers long. It means we don't have a short fuse. It means that one that is walking with Jesus should not be easy to upset. You shouldn't walk around like you're on eggshells, afraid you're going to make this person mad, afraid you're going to say the wrong thing. They ought to be... Someone you can be at home with. Yeah. For those of you online, our congregation is just learning.
1: Yeah.
4: So he suffers long. They are kind. They envy not. In other words, they don't try to think, oh boy, I wish I could do that and in a bad way. Now. We do want to get better. Charity vaunteth not itself; doesn't lift itself up, does not puff up, does not behave itself unseemly, does not seek her own, does not easily get provoked or angry or upset, thinking no evil. That's charity. He says it starts there. And of course in Corson Leslie's book, How to Be a, or What It Takes to Be a Prophet, she'll tell you that it starts with charity. It starts with love. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Now, the church I grew up in <clears throat> was, you know, they didn't speak in tongues. By the way, they didn't do Bible prophecy either. And so, since they didn't do it, they said, I they speak in tongues, that's all of the devil. Seriously, that's what they taught. Now, of course, me being a young guy, I didn't know. But guess what? I had to do a lot of washing off in the spirit to get that out of me. You know what I'm saying? So when it says, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, they would use that verse saying, oh, you're not supposed to talk in tongues anymore. All right. That's not what it's saying. Got to take it in context. I'll show you. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Do we have knowledge? Sure. Okay, when does knowledge vanish away? Morning star. <laughs> He's correct. He's correct. Morning star. In other words, here, when Jesus returns here, which is the same date as, if you follow the green line, over to here, same date. When Jesus returns, we don't need knowledge. I don't know what it is we get. I mean, we do get to see all the way from Adam and Eve. I mean, I've told you this before. It's like holding a fishing rod. We'll be able to look back and forth and see. When you're in eternity, then you'll be able to look back into time and see any point of it, anything you want to see. But then after that, the Bible says there'll be a time that this whole world will all be forgotten. We won't even remember any of this. I don't know what the new world is, but he saves the best wine for last. <clears throat> Whether it be knowledge, you'll finish your way. So, no... Speaking in tongues have not ceased yet, and it will all pass away at the same time as the knowledge passes away. For today, we know in part, we prophesy in part. I had a fellow email me, and he says, I just want to point out that not everything you said on the radio has actually come to pass. <laughs> so I emailed him back, and I said, <clears throat> Well, brother, I said, it sounds to me like your complaint is with God. And I sometimes have the same complaint. I said, Because I ask him lots of questions, he just in his infinite wisdom just decides he's just not going to tell me. And I said, so all I can do is bring to you the most truth as I possibly can, deliver the best way as I possibly can, understanding that God is not cooperative. He does what he wants to do and he releases the information he wants to release and he just doesn't tell me everything. He didn't respond back. <laughs> But that that, (laughs) Matter of fact, one night in my prayer closet, I was asking him, Lord, tell me this. It was almost like I'd feel him say, you know what, Stan? You're a blabbermouth. I know that if I tell you that, you're going to blab it all over. You're going to tell everybody. Okay, Lord, I'll just keep it a secret. You won't either. You'll tell everybody. I know who you are.
1: True, true.
4: (laughs) So. But, when that which is perfect is come, that's over here we talked about, then that which is in part shall be done away with. So, speaking in tongues goes away at the same time knowledge goes away. That's when we get a glorified body, when we don't need knowledge. Look at, what was it that got Eve in trouble? People say, oh, it was the fruit. Hmm. Really, it was when Satan said, he'll, you'll have knowledge. You'll be able to know good from evil. That's what got her in trouble before she ate of the fruit. Right? She sought knowledge. So when that which perfect Jesus comes, we don't need knowledge anymore. That make, are you clicking there right? Okay. <clears throat> When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, thought as a child, became a man, I put away the childish thing. Now we see through a glass, look at this. I probably should have quoted that verse to him. Darkly, but then, when we see him face to face, now I know in part, but then, well I know even as I'm also known. They say, people have died and went to heaven, says there are no introductions in heaven. They say that when you meet a person, as you walk up to them, your garment, your white garment flowing full of life, begins to speak out who you are in your good works to the other person. You never have to introduce yourself. You know everybody there. One guy sat here and says, because I was in heaven briefly, I know everybody at that time that was in heaven. And somebody said, the, he said, well, the, the question I hate the most is, is Elvis in heaven? He says, because I make a lot of people mad when I have to say no. He said, I have people walk up and say, my uncle, my great granddad, or somebody, you know, from 150 years ago, are they in heaven? He would give them first, last, first middle, and last name. He'd tell them yes or no. So apparently it was genuine. <clears throat> anyway, but now we see through a glass darkly, but there's going to come a time, we will know it, does that make sense, and now buy the faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest is charity, follow after charity or love, desire spiritual gifts, desire spiritual gifts, spirit of prophecy church, what has the message been for the last month, it's been take my name, use my name, go out into the highways, the byways, be a part of the harvest, Use my name. Walk in my power. Walk in my spirit. And now he's saying desire spiritual gifts. Amen. He's saying stop Amen. being pew warmer. I mean come to church. You know. Say, you know <laughs> come to church. Did I, did I make that point? Come to church. I mean be a pew warmer. But don't, don't be just a pew warmer. Amen. But rather that you may prophesy. for he that speaketh in an unknown time speaketh not unto men. Look at this. Look at this. Speaketh not unto men. Means when we're speaking in other tongues, I don't understand it. People around me don't understand it. Because we're talking to God. Speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him unless they're able to interpret tongues. And then they hear it. I haven't ever done that. But they hear it and they know it. They know what it's said. But he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's what personal prophecy is supposed to be. Edification, in other words, building up. Exhortation, which is what I'm doing here this morning, trying to exhort someone to be more, do more. Sounds like I'm recruiting for the army, doesn't it?
3: (laughs) Well, it is. It's the army of God, right?
4: I love you guys. We have a lot of fun, don't we? But he that prophesies, speaketh not in a minute of education, exhortation, and comfort. There's a time when we need to be lifted up. There's a time when we need sort of a kind of a a gentle guidance and kick in the rear end. And then there's a time when we need to say, look, just calm down. Everything will be okay. That's what it's saying. That's a personal prophecy. And he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That prophet back there, soon he said something very good. She heard the Lord say that if you want spiritual gifts, if you want more, if you want to get closer to God, she says the entrance to that is through speaking in other tongues. Speaking in other tongues is the entrance to the other eight gifts. Speaking in other tongues, speaking into other tongues, because when we speak in tongues, it... <clears throat> It silences the flesh, man. It silences the flesh. It kills the flesh because the flesh says, what? What are you saying? You don't even understand what you're saying. Why are you doing this? Well, if you've spoken in tongues for two or three hours in a stretch, you reach a point in there to where you're just, "Eh, the flesh is gone. And then is when you can begin to really hear from God and then after that, you also start noticing God as stronger. See, you see the prophets back there going. Yeah. Stronger in your life, more in your life. You see the, the hand of God more in your life. Why do you have the hand of God more in your life? Because I spoke in tongues for two hours last night. You can't say that. They'll say, what? <laughs> right, prophet? Right? He that speaketh in an tongue speaketh not unto men. But unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesies. Speaks unto men. So it's better to prophesy. Than it is to speak in another tongue. Have to have an interpretation. And then get the prophecy. Just get it direct. Okay. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Edifies himself. He that prophesies. Edifies the church. Edifies is not always a blessing. <clears throat> However. When we were doing the crusades, we've done over 60 of them like this. I'm talking about the power of Jesus crusades. Where it was primary inviting people in, promising them that they would get a personal prophecy. And we had a team of, depends on how many people coming, anywhere from two to five different prophets, senior prophets. We would set up a room, like for example, to tell you about Detroit. I think we had 450 people there. And we had a room with, I believe it was four tables, four, four by eight, or three by eight tables. And at each table, we had the senior prophet, and then we had the junior prophet in training, and then we had the wannabe, you know, somebody is training. And I said, okay, here's what it is. Senior prophet, you're in charge. You're in charge to see that every, every word of that table is said from God. And if it's not, you're to handle it. Junior prophet, you're not responsible to have to say anything. You only say, only say, when you're really sure it's God. To the wannabe, you don't have to say anything either. And, and again, you don't say anything unless you're really, really sure it's God. Well, guess what happened? <clears throat> God showed up, big time. I would tell the people, say, okay, now look, it, here's the way we're going to work this. You're going to be called out one row at a time will take you in there and you walk in and you sit down and you shut up. This is not time to ask about stock investments. This is not time to ask about whether you sell your house or not, whether you should buy a new car or not, none of those kind of things. Be quiet. Don't tell them your name. Don't tell them where you work. Don't tell them anything about you. Don't in any way give them any hint. If they don't have anything to say to you, maybe that's okay. And you just get up. Of course, that never happened. Instead, we saw them walk out of the room, blowing their nose and wiping their tears every time, because God showed up really powerful. What we would see is that that senior prophet, ka woom, ka woom, ka ka woom, just mm, 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 just, boom, 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 hitting their heart, telling them the secrets of their heart. Okay, and this person is blubbering. Then it goes over to the junior prophet. Then it goes to the babe. Guess what happened? <laughs> same thing, because it's the same spirit. When you're in a room like that, where these people they gathered to hear the word of God. They gathered to have a prophecy. They gathered to hear from God. I remember we we did one in Denver, 800 some odd people. I said by a show of hands, how many of you heard from God this weekend? (laughs) I mean, it was like a trip hammer. Every hand in the place went up. And God, by the way, in a meeting that lasted two days, Gene Bacon was a prophet. He was the only prophet we had. He prophesied to 800 people in two days. He said, I don't know how I did it. He says, it was like, (sighs) (sighs) he said, they were just popcorn prophecies. But I mean, the Spirit showed up. Because, you know, if you've got this much to say, maybe there's this much important. But when you've got this much to say and this much time to say it, and it's just, boom, just, and they were right on, just every one of them. Sometimes we don't need a five-minute prophecy. It may be we just need a five-word prophecy. Yeah. But exactly the right words at exactly the right time to, to light our feet on fire for the Lord. We're getting better. We're going to get it down. Are we having fun? Okay. I would that you all speak in tongues. I would that you all speak in tongues. Does that say that in your Bible too? Word for word, right? Okay. I would that you all speak in tongues, but rather you prophesy. In other words, speaking in tongues is good, but speaking in tongues, or but, but prophecy, is even better because the point is to edify the church. Now, if we want to edify or build up or excite ourselves, see, speaking in tongues—how do I do this? How can I explain? It's like it opens a window to heaven. Amen. Soon he, prophet, soon he, right? It opens a window to heaven, so you can more clearly hear the Lord. Right? Yes. But prophesied, for greater is he that prophesies, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks in tongues. Except they have an interpretation. Why? So that the church may be edified or built up or encouraged. Sometimes do we need encouragement? Well, I think I'm supposed to do this. I'm thinking this is what God is wanting me to do. And then all of a sudden the prophet comes along and says, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, that's exactly what I've been These guests walk, that we have three guests today. They probably were thinking, I never in my life. <laughs> it's Bible. It is Bible, right? You're, you're checking me on it, right? Every word's right, right? <clears throat> now, brethren, if I come speaking with tongues, how am I going to profit? That's the way we would say, how am I going to help you? How am I going to profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophecy, or by some kind of a doctrine. And even things without life giving sound, whether it's a pipe or a harp, except they give distinction in the sound, how shall it be known? What he's saying is, you don't just go around speaking in tongues. No one, no, it's just calling attention to yourself. We don't go around speaking in tongues because it's not helping anybody. For if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who's going to prepare for the battle? So likewise, except ye utter by the tongue words easily to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For you just speak into the air. So we know we're just speaking in tongues all the time. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without importance, we would say, signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him speaketh as a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so, forasmuch as you are zealous, oh, what does zealous mean? We need to want. We need to want. We need to seek after those gifts. We should want to learn, to have those doors open, hear from God, hear from God, and then spread it around. What is this one, Alfredo? Hallelujah. It's not for me. It's for the Word of the Lord, right? Amen. He deserves it. So we're supposed to be zealous of spiritual gifts. Seek. Seek. That you may excel. To the edifying of the church. We should want more of these gifts. Want more of God. So we can grab God, pull God down, and spread it around. I said to Leslie one time, I said, you know, the real gift you have. As a prophet of the Lord, your real gift you're a cup you're a cup that grabs the anointing of God the anointing comes down you fill that cup up and then you go and you pour that cup out on people that's what she was doing this morning that's what prophets do they fill up the anointing pour it out of, what did she say she says I'm back from Pakistan and I have this additional anointing there's new anointing I'm full of it come up here and let me pray for you Correct? Pretty lame. Yeah. Okay, wherefore, let him or her that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, but I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, but I also will, a spirit, will sing with the understanding. I thank God that I speak more in tongues more often than you guys. Now I'm sorry, that was Texan.
3: <laughs>
4: the y'all. <laughs> y'all. Folks that are living up north don't know what that word is, but y'all is a good word. I speak with tongues more than y'all. Yet in the church, I'd rather speak five words of my understanding than my voice, that I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. In the law it is written, With men with other tongues and lips will well, I speak to these people. So, in case you're wondering, while well, speaking of tongues really of God. There it is. And that is actually, he's quoting an Old Testament verse, and yes, it is there. And it does say that there will be a day that God will speak with other tongues through their lips unto these people. But even though many of them won't listen. So speaking in tongues is not of the devil. Speaking in tongues is of God. It is of God. Wherefore tongues are, not, are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for, but for them that believe. Therefore, if the whole church come together in one place, and all in all speaking tongues, there comes in one that's unlearned, or a guest, or unbelievers. Will they not say you're mad? So, having the whole church speak in tongues all at one time is out of order. No do. Now, <clears throat> we, were, uh, when we were doing the crusades. I remember we did one in Portland. And uh, this crusade was <laughs> grueling. Looking back, I don't know how we did it. It was three days. It's from 9 to noon, 2 to 5, 7 to 10 for three days. 9 to noon, 2 to 5, 7 to 10 for three days. And it was generally Leslie and, I, and Leslie and I and one of the guests. But we begin to add a fourth day as an option. If you want to come in the fourth day, it is just working on giving personal prophecies. And I would say, like, and this is towards the end of the day, this is for their graduation moment. During the day, I would have them get in circles. So we've got one circle of like six people and then another circle on the outside. Now the inside circle faces out. The outside circle faces in. So you're facing someone and then about six feet away. See, we had six foot distancing then too. About six feet away is another person. The bell would ring every three minutes and then they would rotate down. Now, the inside would be the one giving the personal prophecies. And I would say, all right, what I want you to do is, if you're, when you're receiving the prophecy, if they're right on, just hold hands. If they're right on, just kind of gently give them a little squeeze like that. Just encourage them. Let them know that you think that they're really hearing from God, that, that they're hitting. And if you're not getting any squeezes, you're in trouble. But if you're getting squeezes, you should go more specific. And I said, I don't want you to give a prophecy that will fit anybody. Oh, God loves you. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to give a prophecy so specific that they will absolutely positively know you missed it. There's no question you missed it. Or there's no question you hit it. That's right. Don't say you're going to get a better job. Say I'm going to get a better job in the computer field. I mean, get really specific. Ask the Lord to get really specific. And for the graduation, we'd have them getting in a room, or get in two circles. And I would say, all right, here's what we're going to do for this one. The inner circle, of course, the one giving the personal prophecy. And then, of course, we would reverse roles. And before we started, had them get in circles, and had someone go behind them, boop, boop, dropping blindfolds. And the person on the inside was helped to put on their blindfold. And I said, now, if you're really hearing, you don't need to look at the person. You don't need to know whether tall or small. You don't need whether heavy or light. You don't need to know if their hands have calluses or not. You don't need to know anything about that person. If you're hearing from God. So we put the blindfold on and said, here's the way it's going to be. You stand there and hold your hand out like this. The bell rings every three minutes. And the next person takes your hand. When they take your hand, you start prophesying. And we would, before we started, we would always have everyone, and here's my point, <clears throat> have everyone speak in tongues. So that was training. Had everyone speak in tongues. Why? Because when we tried to prophesy without speaking in tongues first, it was dead. No. Had everybody speaking in tongues? Just hitting everything right on. So we speak in tongues first. We open up heaven. Are you hearing this morning? We open up heaven. We hear from God. We speak with confidence. When you're hearing from God, there's been a time when I've been giving a personal prophecy and I said something I knew, I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew it was right. And I said, (laughs) I remember the guy, it just popped in my mind, big heavy guy. I don't remember what I said, but I actually punched him on the, on the chest like this. I said, that's right. And you know it, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes.
4: Because I knew that I knew that I knew. Because I'd heard from God. I remember we were in Omaha. I can't believe I'm telling all these stories. We were in Omaha. We, uh, we didn't always have big crowds. This time I think we only had like, I don't know, 120, 120 people showed up. And uh, so I got up to open up the meeting. And I said, there's someone here that, that does not believe in all of this mumbo jumbo. Of giving personal prophecies. You don't believe people can hear from God. Who is that? And of course everybody was like stone faced. I said, okay, this is your first test. You don't believe anybody hears from God. And it, it is you. Come up here. And I prophesied to him and he broke. And it started the whole meeting. It was a powerful meeting. We're learning about spiritual gifts this morning. We're not leaving them on the shelf. We're not leaving them in the purse of the pocket. We're putting them in the heart to use them. But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believes not or is unlearned, he's convinced of all. He's judged of all. And thus, look at this, look at this. The secrets of his heart are made manifest. Falling down on his face, he'll worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Have you ever had a prophecy like that? Where you felt like, I mean, you knew. God was talking, let me give you an example. It was 19... 87 December, well, December 7th, excuse me, December 7th, 1987, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The next month, so this was January 1988, we went to a full gospel businessman meeting. Charles Doss, the great Charles Doss, was there speaking, playing his accordion. He'd play and he'd tell a story and play another play and sing and tell part of his testimony. When he got done, well, as he's going along, he'd say, the Lord told me if you'll let me pray for your kidneys, he's going to heal them when we're done. Now, this is a Baptist boy, the guy that was taught, you know, nobody speaks in tongues anymore. There ain't no more healings anymore, boy, you know. And I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, is this real? Is he really able to do that? Playing his accordion, singing again, stops. If you'll let me pray for you, God's going to heal your back. So he got, at the end, he said, now if you want me to pray for you, form a line here. Boom! The line formed. Baptist boy in the back of the room sitting here saying, I don't know if God would ever use the likes of me, but uh, would you pray? I'll go up there and get him to pray for me. At least pray for me to, for him to heal my back or something like that. Okay, so she prayed. So I walked up there. Now, this is the Baptist boy that didn't believe any of this stuff. But I was just about to get hit in the face with it big time. So as I walked up, he said, son, put your hands up. He said, the Lord has a double blessing for you, a double anointing. You're going to be a soul winner. You're going to save thousands upon thousands as the Lord wants wants you to know that all of your sins have been forgiven. Now, that Baptist boy did not need anyone tapping him on the shoulder saying, that was God. Because when God really speaks to you, trust me. You may be an atheist, but when God wants you to hear Him, you will hear Him. And it doesn't take an audible voice, either. He will, when He, He doesn't speak very often. Not nearly enough, in my opinion. (laughs) But when He wants to talk, you know. And He will tell the secrets of our heart. Uh, well, we're 15 minutes there. Okay. Okay, well, 15 minutes late. But I got started 15 minutes late because the prophet was up here praying. I claimed to back my 15 minutes. Here you go. Can you speed read? Okay. There, I only have, only have a few more slides. Come back next week. You can, you can speed read the slides. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to just say that we know that we are nothing, and we know that we are as grass deserving to be tossed into the fire, and we know that we can do nothing of our own selves. You said it, that unless we abide in the vine, we can do nothing, and Lord, we recognize it. we know that, but we also know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. We ask you to strengthen us, and Lord, we know that there's a great revival coming, and we want to be part of it. We know there's a time when there's going to be sports stadiums filled with people seeking your name. We know that the greatest miracle revivals, the miracles like no one has ever seen, is about to arrive. We want to be part of it. We ask that you would anoint our feet to walk in the right direction. Anoint our ears to be able to hear your voice. Our eyes to see the direction to go. You would fill our heart with your words. Help us to say the right words. Don't let us say the wrong words. And use us, Lord. We already know you're going to take care of us physically. Our concern is can we serve you enough? Can we win enough souls? Can we hear you? Will you use us? And Lord, I believe you've spoken in my heart to speak to them. Let them know that the ministry is about to begin. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm, I'm impressed to do something else. If you want me to pray for you, matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm going to pray for, but if you want me to pray for you, if you'd receive my prayer for you, raise your right hand. If you want me to pray a blessing for you, <coughs> it'll be good. Raise your right hand. Lord, without even looking down, whoever's hand is in the air, I pray that they would begin to hear your voice in a new, in a more clear, in a stronger way. And it would cause their feet to mount up with wings as eagles and that they would be able to run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. That they would begin to hear your voice speaking behind them, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Maybe it's a, a still small voice, maybe it's in the ear, maybe it's in the heart, but they would begin to hear and recognize your voice. And he would teach them about miracles. Teach them about walking with you. Teach them about your word, your spirit, the way you work, how to work, how to serve. And he would give them souls, Lord. Give them souls. Give them souls. And Lord, I pray that everyone with their hand in the air will hear the wonderful words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Who does that? Okay, so for you folks in here, I think we already took an offering for in here. But you folks online, there is a blue line down there. If you'll scroll down, you can click that blue line and you can make a donation. And you can also go to this here where it says become a ministry member. This is saying to God is, you know what, I align myself with this, with this group of people that believes in actually reading, studying, and following the King James Bible. I believe it. I want, I want to be a member. Also, if you're online, we encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe. God bless you for watching.